I have with me Robert Spencer. He's back. I've had Robert here before. A smart man, by the way. A smart man. <laughs> Robert uh, Spencer of Jihad Watch, right? Jihad. Jihad Watch. And the author of The History of Jihad. He is also here today to speak on his brand new book, Raiding America's Presidents, an American first look at who is best and who is overrated and who was an absolute disaster. I can't wait to hear this. Um, Robert, welcome back. How are you? Just great, thanks. It's great to be back. I'm a big admirer of your work, and thank you. Thank you, too, Robert. Same for you, man. I definitely appreciate you. What have you been doing? You know, I'm just doing great. Thank God uh, I was real sick, and I got better, and so just keep it on going. Oh, you had the Chinese virus? I may well have. I, I, I had it last year, and the symptoms line up pretty much exactly, but it was before anybody was talking about it as the Chinese virus, so <laughs> not sure, but... Sure seemed like it. Right. Uh, well, I'm glad you're doing well. So, Robert, your brand new book sounds excited. I uh, really want the people to know about it. But first, I want to ask you about Joe Biden. Joe Biden called Antifa an idea, and the SPLC labeled you as anti-Muslim propagandist. Um can you tell us why you're so disliked by the SPLC? I don't well, even S know what the SPLC is, but who are they and why do they dislike you? Well, the Southern Poverty Law Center, oh, that's okay. what the SPLC is. Okay. And it's a group that started out in the 60s or 70s fighting the Ku Klux Klan and groups like that. And that was great. You know, actually, I used to be a donor to the SPLC wow. when they were doing that. But now they have they've they've pretty much destroyed the Klan and that's good and the other groups like it. But now they're they're a big cash machine for the left and so they're trying to find new enemies. And one of the things that they've essentially done is try to throw everybody who is not on the left into the same category as the Klan. Yeah. And so they are they focus on people who oppose jihad violence like I do and other people who are just conservatives or pro-American or patriotic, and they put them all in this same category. That's so amazing. It's a really dangerous and, 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 frankly, evil organization that routinely lies about people, defames people. I would love to sue them, but they got hundreds of millions of dollars, and I don't. Yeah. I uh, Now that I realize it's a Southern Poverty Law Center, they even had me on that list at one time. I don't know if I'm still there, but they had me on their list. So now that they've gone so far left, uh, uh, my friend Bill Lockwood called them, said that they had communist roots. Oh, yeah. Do, do you, did you ask for your donation back? That's a good idea. I should do that. <laughs> I hadn't thought to do that. What did you think about Joe Biden calling Antifa an idea? This is a Democratic Party strategy. We saw Nadler do the same thing. They apparently have had some meeting and decided that this is how they're going to approach Antifa, try to fool the American people into thinking that it's not the organization that it is. I mean, they all dress the same way. They've got insignia. They've got flags. This is a clearly defined organization, not an idea at all. But it is an organization of violent leftists. It's the Democratic Party's violent arm. And they don't want most Americans to realize that. And so they're downplaying it 
and trying to fool people about it. So are they, do they think that the American people cannot see what's going on? It's so apparent that Antifa is very violent and destructive, and their whole mission is to destroy America. Uh, people like Joe Biden and the liberal media and other, are they thinking the American people are so dumb they don't see for themselves what's going on? Yeah, well, that's where they have the media as their ally. A lot of Americans don't see what's going on because they're not shown it. And, you know, the media has been saying these are peaceful protests. And that's another Democratic Party talking point, that these are peaceful protests that nobody has to be worried about. And Trump is this terrible tyrant and dictator because he is striking out against peaceful protests. They do not show the American people Antifa rioting and breaking windows and burning down buildings and terrorizing people. A lot of people, maybe even most Americans, do not even realize that's going on. That's amazing. I believe that, too, because when I talk to some of my family members, my blood family, they don't seem to know that this is happening. But when I ask where, what media are you watching, they say CNN or MSNBC and others, they don't tend to watch conservative media like Fox or conservative media for some reason. Yeah, and so they don't have any idea. This is all sewed up either way, that they first they, they lie to the American people about what's happening, and then on the basis of the lie, they lie to the American people about who's behind it, when yeah. really this is an, an attempt at no less than a revolution, an attempt to destroy America as a free society. That's amazing. I know you don't—I don't believe you know for sure who's going to be—will will president be reelected. What do you predict? I think that Trump will win a free and fair election, but that the other side is going to cheat so much that they may be able to steal it. And I hope that's not true. I'm glad to see that the uh, Republican Party is winning a lot of court battles against these attempts to have the ballots counted as much as a week or a couple weeks after the election. I mean, that's ridiculous. You know, you can just look at how much you lost by and, and, and write out enough ballots to change the result. It's absolutely an invitation for fraud. So it's good that they're winning that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the fraud's not going to go on anyway. Yeah, I knew that the Democratic Party was not a good party, but I had no idea how bad they were until the president came in. And they have not stopped exposing themselves since the president, since Donald Trump become president of this country. They're just out of control. It's like they're acting like nutcases. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Absolutely. I think that Trump has drawn a lot of lines and revealed a lot of things. Yeah. Because he's really the first Republican president since Reagan to actually stand up to the Democratic agenda. And that's why they hate him so much. He's pro-American. He's America first, where they are uh, internationalists and socialists. Yeah. And so they are, they're, they're desperate to destroy him because he is the first real threat to their hegemony and power since Reagan, and that's 30-some years of un uninterrupted rule. Robert, I don't know if you know about this theme, this uh, situation I'm about to ask you about, so if you don't, I understand it. Last night, I was watching 60 Minutes, and they presented a club called the Lincoln Club, which I've spoken at. It's supposed to be a conservative Republican club, and they are, like, totally going against the president. They, are, they, are, they have joined forces with the Democratic Party, it seems, and they're trying to stop this president from being reelected. Are you familiar with them at all? Yeah, that's the Lincoln Project. That's Rick Wilson and Steve Schmidt and a few others. These are uh, Republican Party operatives 
of the George Bush, John McCain, Mitt Romney party who hate Trump because they're essentially Democrats. I mean, up until Trump, there has been basically one party in the United States in two factions. There's the Democrats that lead the way and set the agenda. And then there are Republicans like Rick, Rick Wilson and Steve Schmidt and John McCain and Mitt Romney and the Bushes who say, yes, we will do the same things that the Democrats want. We will just do them better or slower or more efficiently or whatever. And so now this group is openly working against Trump because they represent the failed Republican Party establishment that was just a pale copy of the Democratic Party. I have not seen one man deal with so much as I've seen this president. And I said earlier this morning that other than Jesus Christ, I don't know of any other man who has been hated as much as they, this president has been hated. And yet he keep going. He doesn't give up. He loved the country. He doesn't whine about it and that he's ready to let it go. He still stand up and keep pushing forward. He's really been amazing. Uh, I, I think that there's been no president after uh, writing about all the presidents in this book. I don't think there's any president in American history up until Trump who has been so viciously attacked and so uniformly attacked. You know, the liberal bias in the media has been noted by every president going back to Richard Nixon and even before that. But never has it been so unanimous. It's 100 percent against Trump. There is no establishment media outlet that ever gives him a fair hearing. Yeah. And yet he has responded with extraordinary courage and perseverance. And it's really it's it's amazing and inspiration. What is it about him? The great white hope. I call him the great white hope that keep him going like that. I was, you know, I remember the good old days when boys were boys and men were men. Men would stand up and endure. They would deal with things. What is it about this president that causes him to keep going and not giving up? Well, I think you hit on it right there. In the first place, he's a man, yep. and there aren't a whole lot of men anymore. Yeah. And in the second place, he knows that what he's doing is right and that what he is saying is true. And that is all the encouragement that a man needs to keep going no matter what. That's deep. That is so true. I want to get to your book, but I had a couple of things I wanted to ask you just so that people understand it better. Um, last night, rioters tore down statues of Abraham Lincoln and Teddy Roosevelt. And today is Columbus Day. It, it breaks my heart to see the destruction of America when they are tearing down statues and flags and monuments and really destroying the amazing history of this country. Why is the government allowing this to happen? Well, you know, that is an attempt to bait Trump. What they are trying to do is get him to call out the National Guard or even the U.S. Army and uh, attack these demonstrators. And then they'll be able to say, look, what a terrible dictator. He's attacking peaceful protesters, because that's what they call them. Yeah. And uh, he's at war with his own people. And so uh, he is respecting constitutional restrictions and saying that he's not gonna send anybody unless the governors or the mayors of the states bring him in. And the governors and mayors don't bring him in because they are sympathetic to the people who are doing this. Yeah, I hear a lot of the voters say that, why don't President Trump stop it? Why doesn't he do something about it? But they don't realize he can't do anything about it until he's invited into the states, right? 
Yes. And see, this is the thing about the Constitution, that we have, for the first time in decades, a president who actually respects American law and respects the Constitution above all, like every president is supposed to do. Yeah. And so even though it's, 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 a, it's a shame that he can't just go in and sweep out and take care of this problem right away, at the same time, this is how the American government was structured precisely in order to protect us from tyranny and from uh, dictators. Yeah, absolutely. So you have written 20 books on Islam and jihad. What made you decide to, hey, let me write about the presidents? <laughs> what was happening there? Well, you know, this is something I've always been interested in, although you're right. I never thought I was going to write a book about it until the left started its war on American history. Actually, it's been going on for quite some time, but now it's out in the open. As you noted, just last night, they pulled down the statues of, Amer of Abraham Lincoln and Theodore Roosevelt. And so I thought, it's seeing all this, that there needed to be a pushback, that for a generation now, American students have been taught to hate America. That's why we have Antifa out on the streets, because they've been taught that America is this evil racist entity that has nothing good about it. And they are trying to make us ashamed of our own history and apologize for our own history and be uh, ashamed of our heroes. And so in rating America's presidents, I reaffirm an America first look at the United States history and show what made the nation great, what will make the nation great again, who our heroes were, and who the other side was too, who the people who weakened America were. Yeah. So who is overrated? Which president's overrated? There are quite a few who are overrated. <laughs> I think the, uh, the main one right now is uh, Mr. Obama. Yeah. Who is rated as one of the greatest. And every day, practically, I see on Twitter people saying, oh, if only we could have Obama back. And he was one of the greatest presidents. And when I started researching this book, I found several surveys of American history that rated Obama one of the greatest presidents. But actually, he weakened America militarily, politically and economically. He did not do any good for racial tensions. As a matter of fact, even though he was the first black president, he only made racial tensions worse yeah. by spreading these lies about the police targeting black men and so on. And so a lot of the trouble we're having now is because of Obama. I totally agree to that. I, I even said before they elected Barack Obama, don't do it, don't do it. And I've said that Barack Obama would go down in history as the worst president that this country has ever seen. And lo and behold, I was right about that. It's, no about it. it's amazing to me, Robert, to see people in America, the greatest country in the world, you can really do what you want. You can be as rich or as poor, as free or enslaved as you want. Tear down such a great nation. You would think that people would appreciate it and want to make it better. But people like Barack Obama and others want to destroy. It's mind-blowing for me. Well, you know, here again, it's just like what we were talking about before, that the American people don't realize the extent of these riots because the mainstream media is lying about them and calling them peaceful protests in exactly the same way. People like Barack Obama and others have for years been lying about America. Remember that when Obama went on, became president, he first one of the first things he did was go on his apology tours. And he went around the world apologizing for all the terrible things the United States is supposed to have done. Yeah. He didn't go around the world talking about all the great things that the United States have done. And so a lot of these people who support Obama and support Biden and Harris now, 
they tend to think that America has been this terrible force in the world because that's what they've been told. And that's what their leaders are telling them even to this day. And so they're glad. They think they're righteous when they're tearing down the statues and all that. One thing that breaks my heart about all this is that not all, not all, not all, not all, but most black people are allowing themselves to be used to destroy America. These people pretend that they're standing with black people. They're fighting against so-called racism. But the blacks don't don't see that they're being used for destruction. And there's nothing loving about it at all. There's a whole grievance industry. And it's a lot the same thing. You know, you mentioned that I've mostly written about Islam and jihad. There's a grievance industry internationally with Muslims where people are always telling them, you're being oppressed, you're being put down, you are being discriminated against, you're being killed unjustly, you're being harassed, and you have to fight back. And it's the same thing with all a lot of black Americans in the United States. Yeah, People like Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson are always saying, you're oppressed, you're put down, the white man is keeping you down. And so it's only natural that people who are constantly fed this propaganda are going to strike out and think that they're doing it in a good way and against a a legitimate oppressor. So let's say that there there was no news. If I never saw a news report or read a book or anything, but I'm an individual, I'm black, I'm in America, I'm living my life. What caused people to to believe that? I mean, don't they see that their own life, they're doing fine, they they have their roof over their head, they're working, they're living their life. Why can't the individual see that they have been lied to? No matter how well anybody's doing, somebody else is doing better. Oh, so why is that? You know, there are people who are smarter than me. There are people who work harder than I do. Uh, Various things make for success. There are people who are better connected and know people and, you know, all that sort of thing. And so when I see that, then it's very easy for me to give way to envy. And envy is a sin in Christianity that is very seldom remarked upon. But I think that what we have now is this national crisis of envy that people look at other people and they say, why is he doing better than me? It must be because he is stealing somehow from me. He's oppressing me. He's keeping me down. They don't think, oh, it's because he works harder. He's smarter than me. I need to study more. I need to work harder myself, and then I'll get ahead. That is such a powerful point. I'm always telling people to live their own lives. Don't compare themselves to others. Don't try to be like anyone else. Just be grateful for your life, and you can really enjoy life then. But the moment you start to compare and try to be like someone else, that's when envy and destruction comes because you're not being yourself. That's right. And the Democratic Party today, it's the party of envy. The whole left's philosophy is all about how the other guy has more than you, and it's because the other guy is evil, and so you have to destroy him and take what he's got. Amazing. This is why you're one of the smartest men on this side of heaven, Robert. Robert Spencer, his brand new book, Rated America's Presidents and America First Look at Who is Best, Who is Overrated, and Who Was an Absolute Disaster. So I have a question for you here. Were presidents that owned slaves as bad as Antifa? and Black Lives Matter make them out to be? Well, see, here's a problem with how people look at history. 
Antifa and Black Lives Matter look at history as if people thought in the in 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, in exactly the way they do now. And 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, actually, people thought in very different ways. But Antifa and Black Lives Matter cannot consider that possibility. And, and, and let me explain how that works. If you think that slavery is a moral evil, and that everybody's always known that slavery was a moral evil, then you're going to look at the slave-owning presidents and say, well, they were just evil. But if you understand that slavery was something that was practiced in every culture, by every country, everywhere on the planet, up until the last few hundred years, and that pretty much every population in the world has been enslaved at one point or another by some other group of people, yeah. then you're going to see that things aren't that easy and that there were a lot of people in the beginning of the American Republic who did not see that slavery was the moral evil in the way that we do. Now, you might think, well, that's where they're wrong. That's why we should just throw them away and not revere them. Well, they may have been heroic. They may have been noble. They may have been uh, smart in other ways that are important. And also, if you think that this is hard to understand, consider abortion. If you had told George Washington about abortion, he would say, well, that's a clear and obvious moral evil. Yeah. And everybody in his world would have agreed. And he, if, if he had been behaving like Antifa does now, then he would have said, these people who are pro-abortion today, they're all completely evil. And sh nobody should think that there's anything good about them. Well, actually, the world is complicated and human beings are complicated yeah. and they can uh, support some things that are terrible while also being good in other ways. And that's something that Antifa and Black Lives Matter has forgot have forgotten altogether. That's amazing. I um, I want to ask you about I don't know if you know about this this war or something that's happening in Armenia right now. Are you familiar with that? Yes, uh, so I have friends, good friends who are Armenians. What's happening over there right now? What's happening is a dispute over territory called Nagorno-Karabakh, which is historically Armenian territory, but was given to Azerbaijan when they were both Soviet republics. And even though it has a large Armenian population, the Azeris are trying to uh, uh, assert their total control over it. And uh, they have, uh, Azerbaijan has actually imported jihad terrorists from Syria in order to defeat Armenia in this. And they are proclaiming that this is a jihad because Armenia is a Christian nation and Azerbaijan is Muslim. And so this is something that we've seen play out over 1400 years, as I show in my book, The History of Jihad, that uh, Muslim countries attack Christian countries, try to destroy them conquer them and subjugate them and Islamize them. And this is just the same thing happening again. What made them decide to do it now? Oh, there are various reasons why the tensions erupted now that have to do with the political situation of both countries uh, in that region. But one of the primary reason is because of Turkey. Turkey is egging on and aiding Azerbaijan in this. Turkey it has been a secular country for the last hundred years, but it is now re-Islamizing. And Erdogan, the president of Turkey, is trying to restore the Ottoman Caliphate that used to control all that area. And so he is aiding the Azeris against the Armenians because he wants to regain Turkish control over both and reestablish that Islamic empire. That's amazing. And 
why is this important to us, the Americans? Should we do anything about it? If so, what? Well, I don't think that we should intervene militarily. Those days, I hope, are gone. The president has told us that he's ending the uh, American involvement in Afghanistan, which is long overdue, and that he's not going to get us involved in any other endless wars. But we should recognize that uh, we have an overall international interest in aiding other uh, countries with that are majority Christian. Yeah. And we should give Armenia any help that might be appropriate or necessary in order to withstand this onslaught. Have we had any American president who would intervene whenever there were situations happening over there? I mean, with Armenians? Well, we've never had presidents intervene in favor of uh, Christian populations. The uh, Christian persecution in the Middle East went on uh, under Obama to, the, to a genocidal degree. And he didn't do anything about it at all. As I remember that. Fact, he hated the other side. Yeah. And so uh, the, the, it's never happened. I hope that uh, Trump, however, because he's spoken out against the Christian persecution, I'm hoping that he'll recognize that the same kind of thing has the potential to happen against Armenia. That's amazing. So, Robert, I, I've long overkept you here. I got to ask, who is the best president? I have four on my own personal Mount Rushmore. Washington, Lincoln. Calvin Coolidge and Mr. Trump, all on the basis of did they aid Americans? Did they make Americans stronger, more prosperous and safer? And those four did. I uh, are you able to take at least one call? Yes, certainly. OK, let me go to and then we're going to tell the people how to get this amazing book. I want a copy with your signature in it. I want you to sign it. All right. Okay, send me your address. I'll get it right out. Okay, hold on. Let me, I mean, not hold on, but let me get to Mays out of uh, Dayton, Ohio. Mays, you're on with Robert Spencer. Thank you for okay. calling. Let's maledict Robert Fendham. Uh, what? I have a question for you. You what? understand what I just Mays. said? Mays, Mays. It's a minion. I was speaking to him. What did you say? I didn't hear what you said. I said, hello. He understood what I said. You don't have to understand. He understood. I him. But anyway, the What's... question I have for him is that Turkey... And Armenians don't like each other, and it's the same way it is in America, isn't it? Sure, yeah, Turkey. Okay, uh, and the, so now you come. Maze, Maze, hey, Maze, you're going to have to come down, let <laughs> him respond, and then you ask another question. Don't it's speak so fast because he cannot understand what you're saying. It's bad enough being black, and then you're speaking so fast he can't understand you. If, if, if you could turn it up a little bit, too, I'm having trouble hearing. Okay. Okay. Oh, did you hear what I, I spoke to him this morning in his language? So, in other words, I was said he said Turkey and Armenians just like America. So he said yes. So now, no, why I didn't say Turkey and Armenians just like America. I said yeah, they just, just like, like each other. Hold on, Maze. Ask me. <laughs> he said yes. Maze, I'm gonna let you go because you speak. You, you no, won't Jesse, calm down. But okay. you're gonna have to calm down. He's having right. a hard time understanding you and hearing you. So, if you want to communicate, you're gonna have to act like you have some sense. Okay, go ahead, Jess. What's your next question for Robert Spencer? Robert Spencer, why did people? Why were people upset with Bush before Obama came along? Why were who upset before Obama came along? The people, the American people, upset with George W. Bush. She want to know why were the American people upset with George W. Bush before Obama came along? Yeah, I gave George W. Bush a very low rating in this book because <laughs> he was just another internationalist. And for one of the main reasons... Robert, well, hold I, that thought. I'm sorry. Let me take a quick break, all right? Yes, sir. And then I'm going to try to have Mays and 
lay off the pot until she finishes with you. I don't smoke pot, yes, thank you. Well, you sound like it. Hold on, mate. You don't want the beef, we eat the cow type. We ain't no antifa, we don't have So, Robert Spencer is here for a few more minutes, folks, and I knew it would be an amazing conversation. He's so smart. Robert has a brand new book out, Raiding America's Presidents and First no, I'm sorry. And America's first look at who is best, who is overrated, and who was an absolute disaster. And I have to say, Obama was an absolute disaster. And we got to tell you how to get this book and any other information about Robert Spencer. Um, Mays is uh, out of Dayton, Ohio. She's speaking so fast and kind of low. Robert can't hear her. But Robert, before we went to break, Mays asked, why were the people upset at Bush before Obama? And uh, I wanted you to finish responding to that. Yes, sir. Thank you. The, the thing about Bush was on 9-11, we were hit in New York and Washington. And there were 28 pages of the 9-11 Commission report that detailed high-level Saudi involvement in those attacks that was covered up. And also, it later came out, and this is not some conspiracy theory, this was established in federal court that the Islamic Republic of Iran helped to transport some of the hijackers into Afghanistan and then back out again so they could get trained. So the two state actors who were most involved in 9-11 were Saudi Arabia and Iran, and George W. Bush invaded Iraq and Afghanistan. It's as if Franklin Roosevelt saw that we got hit by the Japanese on December 7, 1941, and invaded China. I'm not saying that we should have invaded Iran and Saudi Arabia. There were probably other ways to deal with it. But George W. Bush's response to 9-11 was completely off. Maybe. Not only that, but he said Islam is a religion of peace and thereby hamstrung. I used to be an FBI trainer, and I saw how he bamboozled people and fooled people and misled people by saying that and, and, and following through on that. He made people think that the, to study the motivating ideology behind the 9-11 attacks was somehow wrong. And so you can't defeat an enemy you don't know. And George W. Bush made it so we would not know the enemy we were facing. That's amazing. Any other question, Mace? Yeah, uh, Jesse, it's like if I talked about uh, Ataturk and Adewan in living in Armenia, it would be the same thing. So, no, that's not why people were really upset. I'm saying American politics, where people, where jobs were gone and all of these things that happened, the reason when Obama came in and changed it. And then you can go back to Daddy Bush. They was upset the reason they voted for Clinton. So uh, how would you feel if I was asking you about uh, Ataturk? <laughs> I'm no fan of Ataturk. I know you're not. <laughs> Ataturk so was, you was can't. a genocidal Hold on, Mays. Let him respond, Mays. Hold on. Go ahead. Ataturk was a genocidal killer, and he uh, established secular Turkey. Secular Turkey may have been marginally better than the Ottoman Empire that was an Islamic state, but secular Turkey carried out the genocides that the Ottomans had started against the Armenians, the Greeks, and the Assyrian Christians. And so uh, Ataturk, you can't, you can't say that he was some sort of a great man. Erdogan is trying to destroy the secular state that Ataturk imposed and restore the Islamic state in Turkey. It's really just sort of uh, uh, six of one or half dozen of the other. It's not like one's better than the other at all. 
But because Erdogan has declared that he wants to restore the Ottoman Caliphate and that Turkey has never renounced its claims over the lands that the Ottomans ruled, because of that, he is reasserting the Turkish territorial claim over places like Azerbaijan and Armenia. And that is emboldening the Azeris to be aggressive against Armenia. Amazing. So, May, you said to Chris you wanted to ask Robert about what what was his criteria for rating the president. Originally, she wanted to ask you that, Robert. What's your criteria for rating the president in your book? It was American just that. Hold on, So, what, May? American president. And he has— Okay, let him respond. Go ahead, Robert. The American presidents I rate on the basis of the principle of America first, which has been misunderstood, misrepresented, and lied about, but actually it just means exactly what it says. Did the administration leave Americans safer, stronger, and more prosperous at the end than they were at the beginning? That's the primary criterion that I used, and also the one that's encapsulated in the oath of office. The president swears to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Presidents that did that get high ratings in my book. Presidents that did not do that get low ratings. Amazing. Now, so, now can I speak, Jesse? Yeah, let me you tell you this first. Them. Let me tell you this first. I'm surprised, Maze, that you know anything about Ottawa and Armenia. You don't seem smart enough not to Ottawa, know about Ottawa. Ottawa. You don't seem smart enough to know about them. Aren't you black? I know y'all don't. I'm black, and you still you think all black people are stupid. Some are smart, and some no things. Okay. And as I say, can I give him a choke for now? Yeah, one final question. Go ahead. Or come yes, my final question is that are you trying to, your opinion is your opinion. You wrote a book with your opinion in it, and Americans don't think that way. And that's all I have to say, and choke for now. Oh, yeah. I expect some do. Yeah. Yes, they do, uh, mate. They're a whole well, lot you can of people. how to think. You said one you can tell how to think, the ones who know how to think for themselves. You can't tell them anything because they know history. Well, I'll tell you something. If you, give, um, on, Jesse, if you give Jesse's producer your address and, and you give him permission to pass it on to me, I will send you a book free of charge. And you can I don't read need it. A book. You can see if, uh, hold on just a minute. And you can see if you think that the points I make are supported by the evidence or not. I give all the evidence for why I say what I say in the book. It's all in there. You can That's agree or disagree. But I would be interested to see if, after you read the book, if you actually think that it's unsupported or that you disagree with it. Uh, there are I a lot of people with it because I heard what you were saying. A lot of Americans think this way. I think that Jesse agrees with uh -huh. me, if I may say so, sir. Yeah. Jesse agrees with me more than with you. Absolutely. And there are it's great many Americans it's what who you also know. think this You're way. not about agreeing. Jesse agreed with the president, and I don't. So what's that got to do with anything? I don't dislike him, but I disagree with what the things, some of the things he's doing. I can't even imagine one thing you disagree with the great white hope. Shouldn't you have the opportunity to disagree with something somebody's doing? Just you like should. you writing a book, and I ask you about your country. And you and I know more about it than Jesse knows. <laughs> Are you married to an Armenian? <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> May, so do you want me to give him your address? No, I don't want his book. Oh, okay. I don't like to buy books people telling me how to think. Amazing. I, I didn't have to have a book to, to tell him about his country and how him and Turkey and, and how they get along with Erdogan and Ataturk and all those people. I know. I how, know you, how you know about that? Are you Don't dating a median? Don't worry about that. <laughs> are, you dating one, are you dating one man? No. No. Well, how do you know about people, do, people travel and they have friends. Oh, okay. I put it that way. All right. Well, thank so you, man. 
Yeah. yeah. So uh, you keep your book and let somebody else have it. Send it with an autograph. Send it to Jesse or one of his friends that are working with him. I don't need. You know it. what's interesting about this is that this is a very That's typical a leftist response. Don't bother me with facts. Don't, don't bother get upset. me I gave with you reality the that you I don't to want to face. Have a good I will not consider the possibility that I could be wrong. That is very, so very true. Leftist point of view. That is so true. Robert, tell the folks how to get your book. It's so. Uh, I, I can't wait to get my autograph copy, so tell the folks okay. how to get it. Your address. Okay. Uh, you can get it at Amazon and at Barnes & Noble, and also if there are any brick-and-mortar bookstores still out there, they should have it or they should be able to order it. And tell them the title again, because I'm black and slow, they might not have picked it up clearly. <laughs> <laughs> the title is Rating America's Presidents and America First Look at Who's Best, Who's Overrated, and Who Was an Absolute Disaster. Amazing. So, Robert, why don't you run for office? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I think that if I ran for office, there would be too many people like our friend Mays there who would say, well, this is this terrible person. We have to not vote for him. I know, but we still have to stand against them because it's people like that uh, in our government now, in the media and everywhere. They're destroying America. So we need enlightened, decent American level folks to get into government. I couldn't agree more. I tell you what, though, me, I'm, I'm just a writer. And what I hope to do is give people the information that they need and the encouragement that they need so that they can step into those roles. Robert Spencer, we got to have you back. I really wish you well with this book. And uh, you're, do anytime. you're doing an amazing job of educating the American people. And I totally appreciate that. Thank you very much. And you as well. And how can they get it one more time, Robert? It's at Amazon, it's at barnesandnoble.com, and it's at any self-respecting bookstore should have it, and it's called Rating America's Presidents. Robert Spencer, folks. Thank you so much, Robert, and I'm glad you have recovered from the Chinese virus. Thank you very much. All right, I wish you well. Thank you, you too. All right, buddy. Amazing. So check it out, folks, Robert Spencer. Rating America's President, an American first look at who is best, who is overrated, and who was an absolute disaster. Amazing. Let me go to um, amazing. And don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, and share the Jesse Lee Peterson Radio Show, folks. We really appreciate it. We are at war. It is a spiritual battle for the soul of America. And it's going to take all of us to do it.